Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio Nation. It is Friday. You are tuned into the Cutting Room Four, where, of course, if you need to know the latest about what's going on, you can always catch us on Twitter at NewsCometBTR, or you can catch us at our fan page, PoweredByWix.com. That is at NewsCometBTR.Wix.com forward slash fan page. So uh, that is over from, of course, the old. Um, uh, lead into that one, which used to be wix.com forward slash the opposite way, but of course is at newscommentbtr.wix.com forward slash fan page. And as always, I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Mary. What's going on? Not a whole lot. How are you? Doing okay, doing okay. A lot to talk about on this Friday. And uh, as much as I'd love to make a joke about the first story, I can't really <laughs> because I know I'll get into trouble. But I read an interesting article, and as a child, um, what form of punishment did your parents usually use? Were you spanked as a child? I was. <laughs> now, see, <laughs> now, were you spanked as an adult? I was. Um, <laughs> you hear what I, I like to be spanked. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Were you really? really? Um, but there was a report out that I don't know if I'm really really believing in here. Uh, this comes this week. Uh, you can find the full article over in the HuffPost, but uh, this was by uh, My Health News Daily staff, and it talks about spanking children in mental health and how that type of punishment can lead or has links to disorders later on in life. And it goes on to say that spanking or hitting children as a means of punishment, of course, may increase that, among adults, 2 to 7% of cases of mental disorders, including major depression, anxiety disorder, and paranoia, are attributable to the physical punishment that occurred during childhood. Now, that study did not include people who experienced uh, maltreatment as children, such as physical or sexual abuse or emotional neglect. The study pretty much went to children who were spanked. And it adds to a growing body of research, of their research, showing that physical punishment in childhood can lead to poor mental health in adulthood. And uh, I don't know, it says using, you know, they talk about using physical punishment with children, and of course it's controversial, and it's a practice, it's opposed by the American Academy of Pediatrics. However, close to 50% of U.S. adults say they experience, quote, physical punishment as children, such as being pushed, grabbed, shoved, or spanked. That, that's majorly different from a normal spanking that you or I might have been used to as a child. And they uh, analyzed information from more than 34,600 U.S. adults aged 20 and older uh, who were surveyed between 2004 and 2005, and they asked, were, as a child, how often were you ever pushed, grabbed, shoved, slapped, or hit by your parents or any adult living in your house? 
Among 6% of participants said that they experienced uh, these forms of physical punishment sometimes, fairly often or very often in childhood without experiencing other forms of maltreatment. Those who experienced physical punishment were 59% more likely to have alcohol dependence, 41% more likely to have depression, 24% more likely to have panic disorder. Now, they go on to talk about alternative punishments as well, and where it should focus on uh, policies with kids and policies to reduce physical punishments, including uh, alternate discipline strategies such as use of positive reinforcement. But now, I will give way to the other things, which a parent should never shove or slap uh, their kid. But when I think it comes to spanking, I think it gets a little different, and I think it comes down to uh, pretty much, as I hate to say it, and I don't want to stir the pot here, but I think it pretty much comes down to um, cultural differences. Um it I don't know. I don't. Comes... I don't think it has cultural. Implications. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I didn't. I didn't stop yet. I, I was going to say cultural as well as age, because a lot of older parents, your parents or my parents who are a little older, they are used to that as being punishment. Um, we're going to be careful how I say this here because we're all adults, but I mean. It is more prone. I don't see my friends who. I don't see some of my friends who are of different culture background saying that they were ever, you know, whooped as a child. It was mostly stand in the corner or you're on punishment. People who were more like me were more than likely saw a belt um, or were pretty much kind of used to that form of punishment. So we carried that on with our kids. But I don't see it much with my other friends, but I don't know, am I, I, I know I'm not that far out there, but um, I, I just want your opinion on that. I know you saw the article. Now, like I said, I'm all against the other stuff, but when it comes to spanking, I'd say it still is a form of punishment that works for some, may not work for others, but I don't think it leads the child to – I don't think spanking will lead the child to depression or anxiety unless the parent is just spanking their kid for no reason and just doing it every day. But if they're right. doing it as a form of punishment, you know, it's for that reason, punishment. Well, well let's, 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 let's get to a uh, You and I are, are roughly the same age, and <laughs> my parents are just – a tad younger than yours, but yours also, you also have, I'm the oldest, you're the youngest. So uh-huh. in that spectrum, um, putting it in that context, my, and, and now that I'm a parent, I can actually look at it from both sides of the, the coin. Um, the shoving, slapping, that grabbing, those I still consider um, physical abuse. I don't. I don't yeah. think. I think that should have been counted as physical abuse. If you're going to talk about spanking, talk about just spanking, not the shoving, not the grabbing, not any of that stuff. Um, I was spanked as a child, um, not often. Only when it was a punishment. When I look back at what I did when I got spanked, I deserved it. You know, I yeah. not. Not deserved it in the way of I should have got spanked, but I deserved a form of punishment. I needed yeah. that 
discipline. Now, my parents chose to spank as their discipline. Um, did I get a belt? Yes, every so often. Every so often, I got just a hand. And my spanking was not prolonged. It was not like I got spanked until I was, you know, black and blue. It was one or two, and then it's go to bed, and you're grounded. Yeah, see, and, or it's, and that's it, what I was that kind of thing. It was very limited. It was very specific. It was very about this is what it is. You are getting punished. And it wasn't even it the first few times it was them explaining, you are getting spanked because you are being punished, not I'm spanking you because I want to. It's you are being punished. You did something wrong and now you have to pay the price. And that's where I think I had a that's why I'm so on the fence and like walking a fine line on this because they threw spanking in there and that's, and that's how the article it this is how the article is worded it says spanking children and mental health punishment linked to disorders later in life so it goes mm-hmm. on to make it look like spanking your child is going to lead to all these things but when you go into it and read it the question was as a child how often were you pushed grab shove slap or hit by your parents or any adult living in your house. That's a right. major difference between that, that and spanking. Difference. That's why I was like, spanking, that's a little bit of a difference here because mm-hmm. if you were, if the question was just, were you spanked, you know, then I would be like, oh, well, I didn't know that spanking could lead to that. But, of course, the other stuff, the pushing, grabbing, shoving, slapping, yeah, that's going to lead to uh, disorders or anything else later on in life, especially if it is more than a few times. You know, and, right, and it's, it's abusive it's at that point. That's yeah, abusive, that abusive, and any kind of abuse yeah. will lead to other issues. The, yeah. As a parent, every parent has to make a decision on what works for their kids. And it has to get to the point where you have to see how far you have to go to discipline your children. Have I spanked my child? Yes. Once. Once. She's almost nine. I've only spanked her once. And it was two swats on the back on the backside. It was two, and it had gotten to the point where I had to get through because all of the other disciplines that I used, you're grounded. Um, you have a five minute timeout. Uh, you have to go stand in the corner. I would think standing in the corner facing away from people would be more dramatic than actually getting spanked. But it was it's one of those things where you have to find what works for your children. Um, the difference is again, it's it's how often how it is presented, and it was never, I didn't just spank her, just spank her. It was, I am yeah. trying to tell you you are being punished. Are you not listening to me? And then it got to the point, and it just escalated. And then I said, okay, that's it. I have to spank you because you obviously mm-hmm. aren't listening at that point. I need to kind of wake you up. And that was what the spank was for. It was just to wake her up to say, hey, she really means it. And it was not It was not hard. I did not, you know, I didn't bruise her. I didn't bruise myself. I mean, and that whole it hurts you or it hurts me more than it hurts you, yeah, it did, you know, because it hurt my pride at that point. I didn't want to have to get to that point, but I did. Um, and that was, it, it, it's very, it's a very hard, it's a very fine line. I don't yeah. look down upon anyone that says I'm never going to spank my child. Bravo for you. I'm glad that you could do that. I don't look down upon anyone that says I've had to spank my children because that's what it had to happen. You know, I I don't know the circumstances. I can't tell you. Now, if somebody came up and, and you know, the child spoke out of turn once and you gave them a look and they kept going and then and then now all of a sudden you're just spanking the crap out of them, then I would stop it because at that point it becomes abuse. So it has to be a very specific. I don't think spanking is what leads to a lot of that stuff. I mean, there's a million other things that could have led to any kind of mental disorder, including just genetics. 
You know, my youngest sister, who is also on the show, got spanked very rarely, more rarely than I got spanked as a child. And mentally, I think she's more messed up than me. Granted, we're all messed up in my family, but that's beside the point. <laughs> you know? But when it comes to crazy, Katie's got the, you know, she's got the uh, gold medal on the crazy where I don't as much. But it, there's so many other things that go into it. I never thought, I've never looked back on the spanking and ever thought it's because of that, you know. No, I, I never thought about it. Once the spanking was done, up until somebody brings up that spanking is bad for kids, do I even think that I've ever been spanked? You know, that's never part of my thought process. Even when disciplining my child, I never went and said, oh, well, I was spanked, and now look at me, you know. No, I never thought of that. It was all specifically about I did the timeout. I did the, you know, this is what you need to do. I did the you need to calm down. We did the, we did the talk. We did all the things that we need to do to the point where it got to you are not listening. This is the discipline that has to happen. And this is what's going to happen. When this is done, we're going to try again. And that sucks that you have to get to that point with some children. But some children need that kind of, not firm hand, but just that hand of, of guidance. And you have to guide your children, and that's it. And if spanking is the only way you're going to wake them up to the guidance, then sometimes that's what's going to happen. Now that's going to leave me to asking Katie if she's been spanked on Sunday night, her being confused. And, uh, no. No, she knows about that. We talked about it, actually, before the show. And I said, I don't even remember you ever being spanked. And she's like, I've been spanked. I'm like, I only remember once. She's like, I needed to be spanked a lot more than she did. Yeah, she needed to get spanked a lot more than I did. She she was crazier than I ever was. But there was that, you know. I also had that healthy fear of my parents. So I never wanted to disappoint. Such a goody two-shoes. Not, not even. <laughs> I, I know, it's healthy here. We'll go with healthy here. I've, I've heard stories. Um, <laughs> but moving on to a goody two-shoes, and uh, in a good way, uh, you know, bras and braces and makeups are all rites of passage for many teen girls, but if you're a member of the Marshall family, so are boob jobs. This coming from <laughs> a story um, from... Uh, Overseas, but Brittany Marshall, who is a 14-year-old from Nottinghamshire, England, is the youngest girl of the Marshall family and the only one without breast implants. Her mother, Chantel Marshall, told the son that Brittany is going through a funny phase at the moment, saying she doesn't want to get her boobs done, and Marshall really wishes she would. She says at the moment she doesn't really have what I would say are boobs, but I'd like her to follow her sister's footsteps. I really love the fake look of my girls, and I know Brittany will go that way when she's a bit older. Now, Chantal and her four other daughters collectively own about 50,000 pounds in British dollars worth of fake breasts with sizes ranging from 32 double D, that's 21-year-old Chantal, I'm sorry, 21-year-old Ripley, to a 34 double H, which is 27-year-old Terry. But Brittany's all natural for now. The brainy one of the family, as Brittany has told the son, she said, maybe I'll decide to get them and uh, get them too and start saving in a few years, but for now I want to focus on my schoolwork. Uh, Brittany's brothers provide an alternative perspective on that matter. According to the Daily Mail, Chantal Marshall admitted that, quote, some of my sons think we're crazy. They keep telling Brittany she should be different. 
Now, the desire for breast implants isn't a new or surprising phenomenon, particularly in England. Last summer, a poll of 8,000 American and British women found that 35% of American women, quote, loved their boobs, while only 20% of UK respondents felt the same way. But a mom encouraging her uninterested daughter to get breast implants, especially a teenage one, only 14, there's still a lot more growing to go. You read this article. Now, Brittany, I mean, if you look at her, she's quite a lovely young lady. I don't think she needs any cosmetic work done. You read this story. What was your first thought about that? My first thought was, thank God it's not Morgan. My daughter, is she, oh, my God. If anything, I'm worried that she's, I don't want, no, no, no. No, no boobs, no butt, no boys. I don't want any of that. Right now, and I don't want at 14. I definitely won't want it because I will die of a heart attack. I just no, no. I want to I want to bring up a a story that's not like that one, but it was a a story a couple weeks ago where Will Smith posted a picture on Twitter, and it was her, and she's only 11. She had a tongue ring, yeah, but it was a fake tongue ring. Was the real thing? Um, it caught a huge uproar of surprise from parents. Are we? I guess. Because we're so looks obsessed, has it gotten too serious to a point now where we need to stop because now it is starting to reach the preteens as well as the early teens? I, uh, I don't I don't know. I think I think that I uh, why can't it be okay. in the nineteen forties or fifties when <laughs> girls wore skirts down to their ankles and their necklines came up to their chin and and they weren't allowed to show skin and no, I'm just kidding. I don't want to go that far back either. Um but now I just I, I think it's just a little I understand the influence of media and I understand the influence of those people that are, you know, um um famous and are in the public eye but I just I don't get the whole augmentation thing. Like grow into yourself. When it when did we become so we're all turning into separate wives, and I don't want that. I don't want that for my daughter, ever. I want her to be quirky and have ears that stick out like Dumbo, and and have a waist that's really tiny, and have you know, and have that weird freckle on the side of her mouth that everybody thinks is dirt. You know, that's that's what I want for my daughter. I want her to be happy with that. I want her to be secure in that. I want her to be strong in that, and that's what I want for her. I don't know why why anyone would allow their children to go through that. Well, I'm going to throw a question out to you. Say your daughter is, quote, the anti-Britney, heaven forbid, and she comes to you at about 15 and says, Mom, you know, um, I don't think my chest is ever going to grow in. I want a boob job. I would tell her, heck no, until you're out of the, out of my house, and that includes the college. If I'm paying for your college, you don't got anything. Nope. No. No. <laughs> That's a big N-O. No. No, I'm sorry. I, I'm going by my body type, and granted, my daughter's is a, is different because she is not just me. Um, but I I am not a small girl when it comes to that area. I'll leave it at that. Um, but my size did not really start showing up until I was in my 20s and 30s, you know. So with the way that I grow, I'm going to – I'm going to push to say, wait, just wait. You know, once you're on your own and you have your own money and you want to sp- you spend it on whatever you want to do, I will, I will adopt my father's philosophy of as long as I'm paying for your stuff, you have to live by my rules. 
once you're an adult and you want to pay, spend your money on something, you want to tattoo yourself from your neck down and you, and get it and pierce every single piece of skin that's exposed. And as much as I hate it, and probably will think it's the ugliest thing since you know sliced bread. Do it. That's that's your money at that point. That's your life. That's your body. That's you. But until then, not that I is not that it's my body, but it's my money. So I'm not paying for it. And I know that my daughter will not have the money to pay for it at that point in time, so I'll be happy with the it's my money, not no. <laughs> and, oh. well, way, to, way to go, Brittany, and I'd say stick to your guns. And before we yeah, get definitely. Final, I'm, I'm get... proud of her for saying I'm going to study, I'm going to focus on my schoolwork because, you know what, uh, just because she's going to have the body that everybody's, you know, if she gets breast implants and everybody's like, oh, she's got the body that everybody wants, it's great. But now she's going to have the mind to go with it. And I think a yeah. smart woman is way sexier than somebody that just has a body. Yep. That's my opinion. Uh, yeah, one story that we'll uh, leave off for today actually had to do with marriage compatibility test and how uh, one was wondering if it was an accurate predictor or a useless fad. Uh, a great article useless on that. Fad. From, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> well, see, we already said it. We both agreed. Useless fad it means nothing. It's, it's kind of like the... Uh, kind of like me giving everybody a million points. It's useless, and uh, there's nothing that's going to be done with it. Um, but the last story today uh, that, <laughs> when I read it, was actually quite interesting. Uh, this is from the Telegraph over across the seas. we got a lot of our stories today from across the seas. But it made me stop and think, and actually uh, was, I wasn't surprised. But it says, women, quote, deliberately post ugly photos of friends online. One in four women deliberately put unflattering photos of their friends wearing bikinis on social networking websites such as Facebook, according to a new study. And it says that uh, the majority of women posting the photos said they did so after falling out with their friends, while nearly a third said they were taking revenge on people who had done the same to them. Two-fifths of the women also admitted deliberately posting photographs of their friends without makeup, even when asked to permanently delete an unflattering picture from Facebook a fifth of the women said they refused to do so. The survey of 1,500 women aged over 18 by MyMemory.com, a photo gift website, adds to growing evidence that people use Facebook to embarrass and humiliate their friends. Now, while people can remove their names from pictures, they cannot delete the photograph. And Facebook has refused to get involved in the dispute, saying that the useless photos have broken the, you know, unless the uh, photos have broken the site's terms and conditions, individual users must find the solution to amongst themselves. Three-quarters of the women said they routinely detagged photos of themselves that they did not like the pictures, while two-thirds polled said that they would be, quote, angry with a friend for uploading unflattering pictures of themselves. Uh, Rebecca Hugler, who's a co-founder of MyMemory.com, said that, quote, the etiquette of tagging friends in photographs on social networking sites is a tricky one to master, and with so many pitfalls, we wanted to look into women's relationships with the photographs they upload to the sites in question. To see that so many women deliberately commit, quote, photo sabotage, and upload unflattering pictures of friends is somewhat surprising, particularly when you consider how many said they'd be mad if the same was done to them. Photo sabotage is never kind, but I think we've all seen pictures on social networking sites that we know, quote, the victim won't be happy with. It's always a good idea to check with your friends before uploading. They'll thank you, and it could prevent some serious fallout. Now, last month, psychologists at the University of Bath found that women are more attracted to social networking websites than men who prefer gaming and gambling sites. And the research, which looked at the differences between uh, what the genders enjoy doing online, discovered that men are more likely to visit entertaining betting games and music websites. So, with all that said in mind, 
I know you're not too surprised at this, but uh, nope. um, your thoughts. <laughs> My thoughts um, absolutely happens all the time. I think it's ridiculous, but it happens. So, yeah, that's why I stay behind the camera. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's childish. I think it's very high school, but people do it. So, uh, um, if you are really good friends with somebody and you're not very happy with the way you look, then don't get in front of the camera. Um, if somebody takes an unflattering picture of you and you untag it and you ask them to delete it and they don't, don't talk to them anymore. Unfriend them. Do uh, do whatever it is that you got to do. Uh, it, it's really down to the confidence that you have in yourself. Um, I have a few unflattering pictures of myself out on there, and, and I'm still tagged on them. I'm still there, and... Uh, even beyond that, I know there are a few pictures out there of me that are not on Facebook because my friends were nice enough to say, hey, this is what it looks like, and I'd be like, oh, no, no. Um, couple that with the employers wanting to look at your Facebook profile, not a good thing. So, yeah, I, I do my best to stay behind the camera if I can, but if I'm in front of the camera, I do my best to look my best, you know. That kind of, so. that kind of seems like high school show to wear, especially I mean, this, this is on girls. I think guys really don't care. So we're taking a picture. We know it could wind up on there. And even if it was, so, you know, I think guys are a little bit more, I guess, quote, unquote, careful when it comes to those type of pictures. Well, when pictures are taken. Well, yeah, guys are more are more confident in themselves in a way. I think I think women are so what's the word I'm looking for? I can't say narcissistic because we're not. But there are more pitfalls to not looking, quote, unquote, like the model. And that comes up with all social media, I think. And when women are out there looking to attract or find somebody or look up somebody or what have you, they tend to not put pictures up. You know, that's that's the way that it is. If the flattering, It's going to be single women most likely, um, because married women don't care. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. As I was, um, I was, as I was saying before, Blog Talk Radio did not like me. Um, second week in a row, you know, Blog. I'm, I'm going to stop for a second. Blog Talk Radio, I've got a huge issue with you booting me out every week, right as we get toward the end. All right. <laughs> Sounds like a LeVar uh, Yeah, that, no, that's even But I finished your statement about men don't necessarily, they're more confident in the way that they are yeah. putting themselves out there than with women. And that's yeah. true. And it is very high school. It's so high school. And it's like when I when I read that story, it did not surprise me. Social media has become one of those things now where, you know, even though we have friends on social media, sometimes they may not be our friends at the end of the day because they can put stuff like that. And especially, I guess it also goes back to mine about um, being careful who you're around when said pictures are taken. Mm-hmm. Um if they're not your friends, you have to be aware of that. And, you know, uh, sadly, there are people out there who will try to sabotage others. And, and it leads to that. If they have photos of you, you know, it um, it can come back to haunt you. But always make sure, I guess, that when you're out and doing stuff like that, you're around friends. And uh, if you aren't, then you really have to mind your P's and Q's. So, Yeah. So with that, young lady, uh, no thanks to Long Talk Radio. Um, <laughs> they still won't like me after this week. But um, any uh, shout-outs this week? 
Uh, no shout outs this week. Um, yeah, I think I'm good. Well, I, I do want to thank everybody, like I said, once again for listening. And you can find us at News Comment VTR, where throughout the week I will be dishing out my Big Brother advice or on our webpage at uh, newscommentvtr.wix.com forward slash fan page, where we now have bought back the retro moment of the week. Uh, this week's uh, is on there. And uh, then I think I'm going to start doing like a dance Friday, too. I think that'll be on the Twitter page. But uh, shout out to all of you who listen. <laughs> Shout out to all of you that listen. Shout out to all of you that uh, have uh, supported. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday night with cutting room. Not cutting room. Forward upon further getting my shows mixed up now. And one quick announcement: girls uh, that mixed up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I can never get that mixed up. Um, and one quick announcement before I guess we make it official. Late last night, uh, I did talk to. Uh, spontaneous uh, ecstasy, and she will be coming back on with her music artist uh, for an interview on the Four Wall Lounge. But that will be in September. More details as they become available. But I can tell you, it's September 20th, uh, right now, 5:30 uh, Central Time will be that interview. So we'll talk about it in the weeks and months ahead, and uh, there will be more surprises coming up too. And then starts the countdown in August, uh, special countdown for my co-host. So yes. Big countdown. So big countdown. with that, yeah, really big countdown, which culminates in August 31st. That's all i got to say. August 31st is a special day. So uh, with that, thank you, ma'am, and thank you to all of you for listening this week. And I guess we will join you back here next week at the clock on the wall is telling us we're out of time. Okay. And uh, with that, see you next week, everybody. Thanks. Peace.